Transmitter device activated. Coordinate set for Earth 2. Hey everyone, welcome to the Earth 2 podcast, the podcast where we explore the origins and development of the DC multiverse and the legacy of their Golden Age heroes throughout the Silver and the Bronze Ages of comics. I'm Peter Watson. He is Peter Watson and I'm David Steele. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us now. I've been looking forward to this one. Have you been looking forward to this one? Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> this is a cracker. A nice, big, solid, chewy, one of the best comics, best stories we'll ever do. We're back with Barry Allen. Back with The Flash. I think I've said before how we had quite a few Flash stories coming up and it's another one this week. It's issue 174 of The Flash, which was published on the 5th of September 1967 with a cover date of November 1967. Pete C, please tell us about the cover. This is one of my favourite covers of all time. Mm-hmm. It genuinely is. It's entirely different from any other Flash cover. Why? Because we don't have the normal Flash logo. Instead, we've got, in the style of the giant Hollywood sign, mm. we've got the words Flash right across the middle mm-hmm. of the cover. Uh, John T. Angle and the body of the Flash is lying in its shadows in the foreground. <laughs> yes, fantastic. But above and indeed in Heatwave's case, through the Flash sign... <laughs> are six, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, count them, of the Flash's rogues who have defeated the Flash, it looks like. Yes. On top of the F, we have Mirror Master pointing one of his mirrors at a jaunty angle. On top of the A, Captain Boomerang is glaring down at the Flash with a a boomerang, funnily enough, in his Mm -hmm. right hand. Uh, Coming through the arc of the A is Heatwave, who's staring down at the Flash with his hot rod in hand. Yep. Above the S... Standing a bit more aloof from everyone else is the top, who funnily enough is at the top part of the cover. Yes, he is he's absolutely the highest person up there. Is there a flash villain called the bottom? An Earth three flash hero, I think. <laughs> Perhaps Johnny Quick Hero. <laughs> Did they ever team up? Did they ever fight each other? Anyway, sorry. Beside the top we have the Pied Piper, who's got one of his pipes, who's sort of like sneering down at the flash. And finally, above mm-hmm. the H. Captain Cold is looming over with his cold gun. Captain Cold! Oh yes, you know what that means? Yep, it means I get to do my Wentworth Miller voice again, ladies and gentlemen. I've been waiting a long time to do this. I think the last time we saw Captain Cold was when we did issue 129 of The Flash. Mm. Wow! Captain Cold peeking out from behind the approved by the Comics Code Authority label. Yes. Which I think is quite amusing. <laughs> it is a phenomenal cover. Yeah. I suppose it's the shadow of the H that's covering the Flash as mm-hmm. he sort of yes. lies there. Yeah, tremendous. I like what you said about comparing it to the Hollywood sign because there's the sort of lurid red background. You can always imagine, like, is the sun coming up behind it? Yeah. You know, is that what's going on? Is that what's casting the shadow? It's marvellous. Or could it be a full moon because it is an Infantino and Murphy Anderson cover? (laughs) So (laughs) I wonder how Murphy likes his full moons. It could well be. That's a possibility. I wouldn't like to rule it out at this stage. Yes. And indeed, there is a caption box just underneath the flash that gives us the title of this epic. And it says... Stupendous triumph of the six supervillains. It's worth pointing out that this cover was homaged on an issue of Secret Origins, you know, the yes. 80s run of that. Mm-hmm. It did have the same six villains, I mm-hmm. think, but clearly homaged this cover, you know, the villains peering over over the lettering with the flash lying down underneath them. We'll post it on the socials, listeners, don't you worry? Yes. So you can see that one. I have a ton of stuff prepped for this issue, ready to go. Good. Can't wait to share it, quite frankly. So yes... Shall we dive straight in then? Let's do it. Our opening splash page, 
Little Caption Box says, story by John Broom. Art by Carmine Infantino. And Sid Green. Yes, Sid Green is our favourite anchor. So, we have a few caption boxes. Fans, we bring you another ding-dong-dilly of a tale. A veritable wowzer. <laughs> Follow the fortunes and misfortunes of the Scarlet Speedster. As with dauntless courage, he takes on a half-dozen of his most formidable foes. Each a crafty costumed crook with a special devastating weapon. Will the efforts of the Sultan of Speed be crowned with success? Consider your answer when you read the title of this story. Stupendous Triumph of the Six Supervillains. Awesome. This opening splash panel, we see the hands of the six rogues who we saw on the cover. We can see a hand holding the Pipe Piper's pipe. We can see a hand holding a boomerang. We can see a hand holding a mirror. We can see a hand holding, well, it must be the Tops Gizmo, I suppose. We can see a couple more hands that obviously belong to Heatwave and Captain Cold. And they're all gesturing towards the Flash, who appears to be running in a doorway, zooming towards them, vibrating at speed. And the voice of the Mirror Master can be heard saying... Here comes Flash. Altogether, blast the living daylight out of him. Amazing. Now, it's a shame that couldn't have been the plural, because that would have been the second mention of that James Bond film in this podcast. Yes. But not to worry. We're going to dive straight into this one, listeners. It's a cracker. We hope you enjoy it. Top of page two, then. The first caption says, In a Midwestern penitentiary, as the warden makes a routine inspection... And the view of this panel is basically we're inside the prison cell. We can see a prisoner in grey fatigues sat on his bed. The warden's outside with a guard. And the warden says, Give Scudder a high mark for keeping his cell spick and span. And the guard says, He sure keeps that shaving mirror of his brightly polished, warden. Perhaps in memory of his former career as the mirror master. That's a nice bit of info dump dialogue there. The caption yes. for the next panel says, but is the ex-supercriminal really such a model prisoner? Hardly. Yes, we got a nice close-up of Scudder here, polishing away, and he's thinking. They underestimate my way with mirrors. Even this cheap shaving mirror can serve my ends and get me out of here if I work in it long enough using my secret methods. I wonder what secret methods these are. The caption for panel three says, In the days that follow, Scudder polishes patiently until suddenly one morning. We see Scudder looking at his mirror, and a city view has suddenly appeared into it, and we get some see-what-you-see thought bubbles from him that continue into the next couple of panels. So, he thinks away. <sighs> a scene has jumped into view in my mirror, but where? What am I looking at? I've got to try and make it appear clearer. So the next panel you can see him polishing away, and he thinks, I know what this is. I'm looking into a mirror world, like the world I once escaped into to avoid my nemesis the Flash. But this isn't the same mirror world. It's different. It's, uh... And he continues in the next panel, Shades of Lucifer! I've tuned in on a fight between two characters who are very familiar. This world must be a counterpart of our Earth. And what I'm watching is a struggle between Flash and the Mirror Master. It's like watching myself in action against my mortal foe. Go, Mirror Master! Destroy him! So in the last two panels of page two, one shot of the mirror, we can see the Mirror Master firing blue beam from his handheld mirror at a red blur, which is revealed in the next panel to be the Flash. The Flash dodges out of the way of the blast of the Mirror Master. So at top of page three, the caption for the first panel says, Then to the joy of the watching convict... It's almost as though Scudder's just got a handheld tablet here and he's watching Netflix or something, because we hear the Flash exclaim, Ugh! 
as he gets zapped by the mirror master of this mirror world, and our scudder continues to think. He did it! Knocked Flash out with that odd-shaped mirror. What a sight for sore eyes! And in the next panel, the image on the, the mirror is different, and Scudder thinks, What? Either I'm seeing things, or the Mirror Master is taking Flash to jail. What in the mirror world does this mean? And then, in the next panel, we can see Scudder is still watching on his mirror, and Flash has been put in a prison cell with Mirror Master standing outside him. And Scudder thinks, He's put Flash behind bars in solitary. I'm beginning to realise in this world Flash must be a criminal, while the Mirror Master is a... Uh, agent of law and order. It's a complete reversal of the situation here on Earth. You can smell his disdain, can't you? <laughs> there we have another little caption in panel four that says, After the fantastic fact has sunk in... Yes, and this must be very late in the day now, because it looks as though there's a late afternoon shadow being cast over Scudder in his cell here, as he continues to think... That odd-shaped mirror which subdued the felonious Flash. Why wouldn't it work here in this Earth if I could make one and use it against our Flash? Fortunately, I retain a perfect image in my mind of that mirror. I should have no trouble duplicating it. But first, I've got to get out of here. And we see him polishing away, and he continues to think. My view of that mirror world was only an accidental side effect of my real purpose for polishing this mirror. To make my escape with it. And then the caption for the final panel of page three says, And soon, after further mirror polishing... And we can see in this final panel that the mirror master, or Scudder as he is at this point, has put his mirror down on the floor of the cell, balanced against the wall, in the perfect spot to catch the sun's rays coming through the window of his cell. So he's done all this and he's thinking, According to my super knowledge of optics, the refractive index of the glass is just right. As soon as the sunlight strikes the mirror and the light is reflected onto me, it should operate. Wow! Top of page four then, and sure enough, success for Scudder, because the sunlight coming through the window strikes the mirror and reflects the sunlight back on him. And as this happens, he thinks, There goes the sun hitting the mirror. This kind of jailbreak requires that I have a specific destination in mind, like the one from this photo in a magazine. Yep, we can see he's holding a nice, what looks like a nice farm view, basically, in his hand. It's quite a large picture, so it must have been quite a large magazine. Yes. Maybe they let him read the Sunday supplements, and if he's a good boy. So... The caption for the next panel says, The next moment. And he's done it. We can see that Scudder, still holding the, the picture of the view, is standing in front of the big tree and a, what looks like a farmhouse. And he thinks, Made it. My most sensational escape. I guess the warden won't be giving me any high marks when he finds out I've flown the coop. <laughs> Tremendous. Well done. Well done. Right. The caption for the next panel then says, on a following day, after Scudder has blossomed forth once more as the gaily garbed Mirror Master... Scudder is now back in his distinctive orange and green uniform. So it's that weird green mask helmet and the green gauntlets, the orange unitard, the little green belt. Do you remember that there's a, a Marvel villain who I remember being killed in the Scourge storyline? Mirage. Yeah. Yeah. Am I right in thinking he had very similar sort of powers? Uh, he was he was more illusion based, but Scudder's a bit more general. Right, you can do pretty much anything with mirrors, but Mirage was more illusion based. They're not identical, but the style of the Mirage mask always reminded me of the Mirror Master, yeah. and, and and I remember thinking, yeah, I'm not convinced. It's always who you're ripping off. Anyway, so we can see Mirror Master. He has some mirrors around him. He's holding one in his hand. He looks very very pleased, and he's thinking, at last I'm armed with the weapon which will defeat the Flash. An exact duplicate of the mirror that knocked out the criminal flash in the mirror world. But before I use it, 
I have an idea. We can see him still surrounded by mirrors in the next panel. We're at the bottom of page four now. And Mirror Master continues to think. I haven't the heart to enjoy my triumph over Flash all by myself. It's only fitting that I invite certain colleagues of mine, all lifelong enemies of Flash, to share it. Naturally, they're all in prison, but I'll soon free them with this special body-switching mirror. Yes, and he holds up a smaller mirror, which glints rather helpfully and demonstratively, and he continues to think. I developed this mirror last year, basing it on a conception of Grodd, the Super Gorilla. There's a little asterisk and a little footnote which says... The Gauntlet of Supervillains, Flash 155. Which is a great story and it would have been nice to Mm -hmm. do for the podcast, really. Yeah. But not to worry. (laughs) It's the first major team-up of the rogues. Yeah. Really, that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is fun. Very significant. I think we have talked to this before. Our Pete's a massive, not only is he a massive Flash fan, but he's a massive fan of the Rogues as well. Absolutely. 155 is another one that I used to own and don't have anymore. <laughs> and I just think, <laughs> why did I do these things to myself? So, the final panel of page four. We're outside the building that Mirror Master is working in. We can see a man in the street walking past outside. And from inside the building, we can see the Mirror Master's thought bubbles continuing a lot of thinking in this story. The Mirror Master's thought bubbles as he continues to think, The theory behind this method demanded that someone be switched into jail for each of my colleagues that I set free. There's a likely customer. I'll start with him. Uh-oh. Now, if this was an issue of Astro City, we'd start off with this guy leaving the house in the morning. Yeah, definitely. And maybe maybe a couple of scenes of him at work or whatever, or on his way to work, an argument with his wife before this happens. So um, <laughs> I feel sorry for this poor innocent bystander. Because as we arrive at the top of page five, the caption of the first panel says... And with no perceptible time lapse. Yep, we can see that the the man in the suit and the hat was carrying his briefcase is now suddenly in a prison cell. And he exclaims, Hey, what goes on? Who put me here? Help! And a prison guard, who's grasping the the bars of the cell, can't believe his eyes. And he says, Less noise in the cell block, eh? Stunned. Obviously, he wasn't expecting to see that nice man in a suit. So we have a slight change of location here. And we're with the Central City Police Commissioner, He's holding a newspaper. We can clearly see what's left of the word escape on it. And he's pointing at one of his underlings and he is saying, It's incredible! Five dangerous criminals vanished from their cells and five innocent men found behind bars in their places. I want something done about this. I want action. Do you hear? And his underling taps his throat nervously and says, Yes, yes, sir. Uh, Yes, yes, Commissioner. Now, a change of scenery. The caption for the next panel on page five says, not long after, in the hideout of the Mirror Master, a colourful reunion of costumed felons. This is a point of view shot from behind the Mirror Master. It looks as though he's opened a set of curtains. He has walked through a set yes. of curtains. And we see, left to right, Captain Cold, the Pied Piper, Heat Wave, Captain Boomerang on the top. And the awesome dialogue here. Captain Cold says, Accept the thanks of Captain Cold, Mirror Master. It feels great to be a free man again. And the chap next to him says, that goes for the Pied Piper too. And then the chap in white beside him says, Especially warm thanks from Heatwave. And then the chap in blue with the white scarf says, Captain Boomerang just says, Glad to be here. And then the final guy in green with sort of yellow hoops going around him and a little black domino mask, very similar to the guys we met in the last episode. In the domino gang, <laughs> yes. Yes. This last fellow says, The top, thanks you last. So I come out on top, as usual. Amazing. Right, the caption for the next panel. As experiences are related and events filled in. Yes, they're all chatting away here, and the Pied Piper is saying, 
Leech the tailor had these spare outfits put aside for us in his back room. The chiseler jacked up his price to meet the rise in the cost of living. <laughs> the rise in the cost of living. Amazing. That phrase always makes me laugh. And Heatwave says, What's the setup, Mirror Master? There's a gleam in your eye. Mirror Master replies, I'll explain everything, my friends. And I'm inviting you all to watch our arch-foe, the Flash, destroyed by means of this special mirror designed for just that purpose. Yes, and he holds up a fancy mirror gadget. We can only see Captain Boomerang in his panel, who says, You're sure it'll work? Mirror Master replies, Oh, absolutely. I guarantee it. And he continues at the top of page six. All we've got to do is contact our super speedy foe, and that shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> in fact, I have an idea that should bring him on the run. Listen. Listeners, can you believe we're only at the top of page six? This is an epic. There's so much still to go. Fantastic. So, a change of scenery. Panel two on page six, and the caption for this panel says, Meanwhile, at the home of the Barry Allens, not far away. Yep, it's Iris and Barry, and it looks like they're canoodling. But I suppose Iris is really just kissing Barry goodbye because he's off. Iris is saying, Barry, you're a dear. You remember today was our first wedding anniversary. I'm making a special lunch for the occasion, so don't be late. And Barry says, I'll be here earlier than that. Bye, dear. Awesome. Bow ties are cool. The next panel, Barry's left and he's got out to his car. Why does he have a car? He's the Flash. <laughs> As he's getting into his car, Barry is thinking, Iris doesn't realise that I promised Jay Garrick and his wife Joan on their recent visit here. There's a little asterisk in a helpful caption box at the bottom of the panel which says, As recounted in the previous issue of The Flash, or indeed our previous episode. Barry continues to think, That I would reveal to my wife the truth of my secret Flash identity, and that I'd do it on our anniversary today. Now we can see Barry's registration plate here. It appears to say CO2162. So, the next panel... It's an aerial shot of Barry driving along through busy traffic, and he's thinking. To fit this momentous occasion, I've decided to tell Iris at the exact hour of our marriage, 11am. So, this once I'm going to surprise her and really be home early. Now, Barry's thoughts are interrupted here by a voice coming over the radio, which says, We interrupt this programme. Ah, thanks Barry. The voice continues in the next panel from the car radio. To relay a police emergency bulletin just received. A daring daylight assault on the Central City Museum of Art is underway by the six supervillains who recently escaped from prison. Keep tuned. And Barry interrupts by saying, I've been expecting something like this. There's a lot of action in the next panel. Caption says, Stopping the car, the young police scientist starts into a convenient hallway where, out of a hidden compartment in the ring on his finger, a red uniform leaps, growing swiftly in contact with the air. Yep, see what you see, except we don't actually see Barry in the convenient hallway, but we do see him activating the, the ring spring and the uniform flying out. So I'm reading from the original issue, but you're reading from a reprint, aren't you? What's that from? Yes, I'm reading from my, my lovely hefty copy of Flash, A Celebration of 75 Years. Ah, OK. Because in the original issue, which I think they tidied up for the reprint, underneath Barry's hands, there is lettering. Obviously a note for the colourist that says Yellow Ring. Wow, that's amazing. No, there's no sign of that here at all. Yeah, that's made it through into the, the final issue. That's interesting. How much of his fingers are obscured? Because this one, you can see his thumb and like, the heel of the left hand. Yeah, most of his hands are obscured, yeah. Right, I wonder if they were then drawn in by whoever the reprint person was. That's fascinating. Right, we'll probably stick that within the socials then, listeners. Oh, definitely, definitely. Keep your eyes peeled. Right, we're still only arriving at the top of page seven. The caption for the first panel says, 
And micro moments later, a familiar figure super speeds towards the stricken building. Fantastic aerial shot of the Flash arriving at Central City Museum of Art, and he is greeted by a police captain who says, We've thrown a cordon of police around the museum, Flash. We've been hoping you'd get here in time. And Flash says, Then the costumed criminals are still inside. I'll take over, Captain. And the next panel shows the Flash zooming up to the entrance of the museum, and he's thinking, Ordinary police don't have much of a chance against thieves like the Pied Piper or Mirror Master with their fantastic weapons, but I can handle them by calling on my super speed ability. I've proven that in our previous encounters. Caption for the next panel. Inside the museum. Flash zooms in to see a lineup of the rogues. Flash is thinking, huh? What does this mean? They're not stealing. They seem to be waiting for me. Mirror Master says, Here comes Flash, right on schedule. And Heatwave says, Do your stuff, Mirror Master. The next panel shows the Flash zooming towards Mirror Master, who's got his fancy mirror out. Flash is thinking, pointing that odd-shaped mirror at me. This is all the earmarks of some kind of trap. There's a radiance surrounding the handheld gadget that Mirror Master is bearing. Flash thinks, energy shooting out of the mirror at me with the speed of light. Final panel of page seven. Barry continues to run towards the Mirror Master and the other rogues. And he's thinking, that's odd. The energy isn't hurting me a bit. In fact, it's sort of pleasant. Feels like a massage that passes over me. Mirror Master's a bit perturbed by this, and he's thinking, It's not stopping him. Top of page eight. And indeed, the Flash rushes right up with a zork. He connects with Mirror Master, knocking him out. Pied Piper says, The special mirror failed. Quick, all of us, bring our weapons to bear on him. Then the caption for the next panel says, As the Pied Piper finds himself foremost in the path of the human comets. Pied Piper is playing his tunes. And Flash zooms towards him, saying, You act quickly, Piper, but your spell-binding music travels only at the speed of sound. Long before it reaches me, I'm going to reach you. In the next panel, we can see that Flash is whirling around Pied Piper, lifting him up into the air. And Flash says, The speed of sound is no match for the speed of light. And that's my speed. Piper proclaims, Ugh. And he drops his pipe. That's a shame. We arrive at the bottom of page eight. The caption for this panel says, as the Grand Master of Momentum takes on his foe successively... You can see that Heatwave is firing his gun at the Flash. Barry's twirling an arm and says, You're radiating a lot of intense heat, Heatwave, but heat can only affect me through the air molecules, and I'm sending the hot air back at you far faster than it's coming at me! And then with a... Heatwave collapses to the ground in the next panel as the Flash, still twirling his arm, thinks, Too much heat can cause anyone to pass out, even Heatwave. Top of page nine. First panel caption says, Between his next two antagonists, the Sultan of Super Speed sets up a massive vacuum. You see the Flash whizzing back and forth between Captain Boomerang and the top. He's dislodged Captain Boomerang's hat. That's a shame. As he's speeding, the Flash is thinking, By passing back and forth between Captain Boomerang and the top at my topmost velocity, I'm swiftly driving out all the air, creating an enormous suction. As an asterisk and a helpful caption box that says, Similarly, a rapidly moving express train causes a strong suction effect as it passes by. That's almost a flash fact, isn't it? It is, yes. I quite like a flash fact. No, I don't mean But I'm not going to tell you what my favourite one is because I've told you before. <laughs> the caption for panel two of page nine says, And a fractional second later. <laughs> oh, this is glorious. With a kazoink. <laughs> Captain Boomerang in the top of Collide. It looks like face... You know, face first, actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, a bit. That's a Saurian, as we say in Scotland. Flash zooms off, thinking, that takes care of those two. Now, 
Who's left? Ah, one more. And a voice from off panel says, Looking for me, Flash? And we see Flash speeding towards Captain Cold, saying, You and your cold gun don't send chills through me, Captain Cold. I'm coming at you. Captain Cold says, You'd better make it fast. Faster. And we see that he's finding his gun at the ground. The caption for the next panel. Suddenly, the world's fastest human becomes aware of his frigid foe's cunning. Yes, we can see now that Captain Cold, old Lenny Snart, has fired his gun and it's created a big sheet of ice spreading out over the floor. As Flash runs over it, he's thinking, Great Scott, I'm shooting past him. He's used his cold gun to lay down a thin film of super slick ice. I'm skidding on it. I can't stop myself. And we sure enough see him speeding past Captain Cold, who delightedly says, Ha ha! No matter how many times I pull that trick on Flash, he always falls for it. Top of page 10. Fighting in vain to break himself, the valiant speedster skids uncontrollably the lengths of the museum's great hall. The Flash zooms along the edge, thinking, out of control, can't slow down or change direction. I'm going to hit that wall. And with a zabom, yep, Z-B-O-M, that's a great new sound effect, and an uh from the Flash, he collides. In the next panel, we see the top and Captain Cold. The top says, what happened, Captain Cold? I managed to give us a breathing spell, top. Get the others on their feet. We've got to get out of here before Flash recovers and takes us all back to the cooler again. Caption for the next panel then says, As the supervillains stage a retreat at full throttle. Yep, we're outside the museum now. We can see Mirror Master, Heatwave and the others running down the stairs. Pipe Piper's playing his pipe. Heatwave's blasting his heat gun. Mirror Master's zapping a policeman in front of him who cries, Here they come! And a second policeman who's being zapped by Heatwave's gun says, Stop! All right! Ugh! My gun! Yeah, because Heatwave zapped the gun out of his hand. That's horrendous. So... Safely back in the Mirror Master's hideout. Yep. We can see everyone. They've reconvened. Nice shot of a Mirror Master looking a little bit pained here, as if he's not too happy at how things turned out. Mm -hmm. Everyone behind him. Heatwave says, We almost had it. Top says, What a flash fiasco that was! And Captain Boomerang says... You and your surefire schemes, Mirror Master. So that Marvel mirror of yours was going to finish off the Flash. The top then says... It didn't even tickle him. We can see Mirror Master's hands as he's trying to calm everyone down. And he says... Fellows, take it easy. There must be an explanation for what went wrong. Just let me reflect on it. He continues at the top of page 11, holding up his device. By all my calculations, this mirror should have worked. Stopped Flash despite his super speed. Perhaps I didn't operate it correctly. Sure, that must be the answer. Now, the next panel, we can see Mirror Master's crossed to a wall and it looks like he's operating some equipment. He continues to say, Listen, I'm going into the mirror world I told you about where the Mirror Master Crusader duels with the criminal Flash. And I'm going to fix things there so that I get a close look at the mirror weapon in action. That's all I need. Another good look at it. After getting out of prison, I worked out a method of entering the mirror world just in case. It only works on me. You wait here for me. We can see Mirror Master is now standing. There's a mirror behind him. We see Captain Cold and Top reflected in it. And then in the next panel, there's a giant pop sound effect and a very helpful caption that says, As the domineering Raja of Reflection walks toward his full-length mirror, suddenly... He's vanished, but we can see him walking away on the other side of the glass. Top says, He's gone. And Heatwave says, (sighs) He's inside the mirror. Moving out of our sight. So we're now with Mirror Master in the next panel. And he looks very happy. Very happy indeed. And he's thinking, So, 
This is the mirror world. What a strange feeling not to have to hide. But why should I? Everyone here will take me for my counterpart, the do-gooder mirror master. Yeah, because we can see a couple of excited young boys behind him. One of them says, Gee, it's the mirror master. And the second one says, Let's get his autograph. And in the next panel, we can see a delighted looking mirror master signing autographs for the two boys. One of the boys is saying, This is the biggest thrill of my life. Mirror master is thinking, I am a respected citizen here, an idol of the public. Much as I'd like to bask some more in this limelight, I've got to get going. Top of page 12, then. Caption for the first panel. Shortly in the city prison. Yep, in this panel, we can see the Mirror Master is talking to a man behind a desk. The man behind the desk is, well, he says. You want to see the flash? Of course, Mirror Master. Here's the key to the special cell we keep him in. He hands Mirror Master a ring of keys. Mirror Master says, Thanks, Warden. And in the next panel, we see that Mirror Master is opening the door to a prison cell, we see a very grumpy-looking Flash inside, and this very grumpy-looking Flash says, Mirror Master, what do you want? Mirror Master, it's almost like he's whispering here, says, Shh, just listen to me for a minute, will you, pal? This place is so much like mine, we even speak the same language. I'm not who you think I am. Hmm, caption for the next panel. After a full revelation of the situation on the part of the visitor... Mirror Master's brought Flash up to speed, and Flash reacts by saying, What? You come from a world where there's a lawman Flash and a criminal Mirror Master? I don't believe it. This is some sort of trick. I'm on the level. What's more, I'm going to prove it to you. Everything I told you about my adventures on Earth is all true. To convince you that we're both against the law, Flash, I'm going now, but I'm going to leave this door unlocked. Give me a few minutes to get it clear, then you can bust loose. You got it? Mirror Master says all this from standing in the doorway of the prison cell. Flash replies, uh, Okay, I'll take the chance. Caption then for the final panel on this page says, And outside, the Master of Mirrors gets quickly to work. Yeah, we see the Mirror Master gesturing with another one of his devices, and he's projecting words up into the sky, into the air, that read, Mirror Master, come quickly, the Flash is breaking jail. Okay, and as he's doing that, he's thinking, that message burned into the cloud by my focusing mirror ought to bring my justice-loving counterpart here in a hurry. Top of page 13. Sure enough, hardly more than moments later, as the conniving visitor to the mirror world watches from concealment. Our mirror master is hiding behind a fence, which has a sign pinned to it that says, Teen Beat is Now. Teen Beat obviously being the, the magazine that DC Comics published to... to well, what were they doing with Teen Beat, Peter? I'm drying. What were they doing? They were trying to be hip and failing. Uh, yes, I suppose they were. Like the go-go checks. I don't think I've ever owned an issue of Teen Beat. Was it not published as Teen Beam? And then it, that, that rings a bell in my head for some reason. Anyway, know. our Mirror Master's hiding behind this fence and he can see the Mirror Flash and the Mirror Mirror Master running towards each other. Our Mirror Master is thinking, Here comes the Mirror Master of this world right on time. And here comes my criminal colleague, the Flash, equally prompt. <laughs> So, the heroic Mirror Master, as he's running up, is thinking, That cloud message was no false alarm. There's Flash now. And the Flash is thinking, March Fall, the Mirror Master, heading this way. In the next panel, we see Mirror Master, the goody Mirror Master of the Mirror World, unleashing one of his weapons. And the Flash is thinking, unlimbering his mirror weapon. Something tells me that the other Mirror Master double-crossed me. But what's his game? No time to try to figure it out now. And then we see him speeding into action in the next panel, running round behind Mirror Master, and he thinks as he does so, 
Can't let him use that special trick mirror on me. I'm moving so fast, I'm already behind him. While he's looking at where I was... And in panel four, the evil flash of the mirror world has managed to get behind Mirror Master, knock him out with a thock. And then, from off panel, our Mirror Master is thinking... Ha! This flash doesn't hesitate to attack from behind. Being a criminal like me, he has no stupid scruples like the flash back home. <laughs> yeah, and with a zabow sound effect in the bottom panel, it looks like the flash is kicking the Mirror Master square in the crotch. <laughs> Oof, so that's going to hurt. And a very happy-looking, grinning our Mirror Master, still hiding behind the fence, is thinking. Kicking him on the run. Whew, he doesn't miss a trick. I'm almost afraid he's going to finish off my counterpart before I learn what I came here for. Top of page 14, then. We have a caption that says, But the Mirror Master Crusader proves a hard nut to crack. Yes, heroic Mirror Master is down on the ground, but he's not out. He's lifting up one of his mirrors. Flash is speeding towards him, but Mirror Master's thinking, Slowing down as he comes at me. No doubt he thinks he knocked me out. This is a moment when I've got to prove my mettle. Caption for the next panel. Out of the mirror in the hand of the recumbent manhunter, an intense radiation spurts. It's a big blast. Flash recoils with an uh, and Goody Mirror Master thinks. Got him. Off panel, our evil Mirror Master thinks. So, that's the way it's done. Interesting. Now, this final panel of this little sequence, we can see Mirror Master, the Goody Mirror Master, dragging the Flash off, trailing along, pulling him by the shoulder of his uniform, which is very similar to a much later Flash cover. I'm putting mind of it, at least, anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yes, another one you mean, huh? Another good Mirror Master story, yeah. And as he's dragging the Flash away, the, the goody Mirror Master is saying, It's back to jail for you, Flash. And our Mirror Master, still lurking behind the fence, is thinking, Now I know how to defeat my Flash. It's all in a special way that Mirror is operated. Got to get home now. Fast. Yes, so, top of page 15 now. Calling once again upon his looking-glass wizardry, the Master of Mirrors returns to his own world, where, moments later... Yep, and we see Heatwave on the top, and Pied Piper, Captain Boomerang, Captain Cold, Mirror Master, with a very... <laughs> the, I'm loving the expressions that he's been given yeah. in this story. Looking at, I'm not sure how he's looking, a bit smug? I don't know. Anyway, he's mm -hmm. explaining to the others what's happened, and he's finishing up, and he's saying... And this time, my friends, there'll be no slip-up. We'll finish Flash for good. The only problem right now is how to make contact with him. And Captain Cold in the foreground lifts up his cold gun and says... Leave that to me, Mirror Master. So, the caption then for the next panel says... As the frigid felon reveals his prowess... This is a great panel of an exterior shot of some skyscrapers, and we can obviously see that Captain Cold is firing his gun out of the window, and he's creating letters made out of ice in mid-air that say... Flash, urgent, come to City Hall Plaza at once. And we can see the thought bubbles of the Mirror Master, and he's thinking, We each have our own methods, but I must admit that Captain Cold's device of using his cold gun to form huge letters of ice and clouds is as effective as the one I used a little while ago. Okay, so the caption for the next panel says, Meanwhile, unharmed by his mishap in the museum, the world's fastest human is on patrol at Ultra Velocity. Yeah, we see the Flash speeding along a busy road, dodging in and out of cars for this sequence of panels at the bottom of page 15. And as he does this, he's thinking, I've got to find those supervillains. Odd that they didn't try to steal anything from the museum. I wonder why, eh? And in the second panel of these sequence of three, Flash is looking up and he's obviously seen Captain Cole's message and he's thinking, A message addressed to me in icy letters on those clouds. Only Captain Cloud could pull a stunt like that. 
If I respond to it, it could lead to an ambush. Now, that's obviously a printing mistake or a lettering error. Captain Cloud should say Captain Cold. Of course. I wonder if that's a reference to the future member of the Losers. Probably not. Anyway, so the next panel shows the Flash speeding along, looking at a clock and on a little lamppost effort, and he's thinking, but I can't afford to miss my chance and my enemies. I mustn't forget, I still have to tell Iris about my secret identity. If I can wind up this case in a half hour, I'll still make the 11am deadline. Yes, because sure enough, the time in the clock says half past ten. We arrive at the top of page 16 then, and the caption for the first panel says, Nearby, as the courageous speedster anticipated, the ambushers await. Yep, we can see the rogues. This actually is almost, or at least it reminds me of the cover of Flash 155. Yes. Uh-huh. Heatwave is saying, Here he comes. The Pipe Piper is saying, that special mirror of yours ready, Mirror Master. You can see that Mirror Master is holding up his mirror as the Flash is speeding into view in the background. And Captain Cold says, It better work this time. Caption for the next panel. As the Sultan of Speed streaks into full view. Mirror Master zaps him. A little flash of light there. Barry's abs look ridiculous in this panel. And the Flash reacts with an Ugh! and Seems to stop. Mirror Master thinks, Got him. I've learned how to operate this mirror now. It's all in the angle it's held at. Next panel, we're back with the rogues all in a line watching, and it's almost like it's the Flash's point of view, actually, the way that Radiance is zooming towards mm-hmm. us. Mirror Master is saying, To start off, I've robbed Flash temporarily of his super speed. I want to give you all a crack at him before we finish him off. And Captain Cold declares, You goofed again, M.M. Flash has disappeared. But we can see the Flash in the next panel, and he's thinking, What? Mirror Master, still holding his mirror up, and it's still blasting the light out, says, Who said he disappeared? Look again, he's still there. And Captain Cold says, It must have been a trick of the light or something. In the next panel, looks like the Flash is starting to tip forward. Captain Boomerang says, You did it, Mirror Master! He's slowing down, losing his super speed. To right of the panel, we can see Heatwave, but we can also see the Captain Cold's gun, as Captain Cold observes, Now we can settle accounts with him. Let's go, boys. Top of page 17, we have a little caption with a hold-up carmine hand that says, But hold it! Did Flash disappear or didn't he? Before we go on with this story, we've got to settle that. It's of the utmost importance, so let's turn to the criminal Flash in the mirror world once more in his radiation-barred cell. Yeah, we see the other Flash looking a bit perturbed, sat in a bunk, arms crossed, legs stretched out, not happy, he's thinking... To be so close to freedom, and now to find myself back in this prison, it's more than I can bear. He's standing up in the next panel. There must be a way to escape. There must be. Ah, wait a second. I just thought of something. In all the excitement of meeting both Mirror Masters one after the other, I forgot about it. While that criminal Mirror Master was here, I pinched this mirror from his pocket. And sure enough, Flash holds up a glinting small mirror. He continues to think. If I'm not mistaken, this is his body-switching mirror. In his account of his adventures, he told me how he used it to free his pals from jail. Looking very thoughtful here, Flash continues, So why can't I use it to get out of here? All I've got to do is concentrate mentally on someone and use this mirror to switch places with him. And I know just who that somebody is. None other than that justice-loving Flash. When I think of someone using super speed to fight crime instead of to commit crimes, it makes my blood boil. Flash is crouched down now and he looks he's got pencil and he's writing in a bit of paper. And he continues to think. I'll write Flash a note to let him know just what I think of him and who put him here. And he's standing up now in the final... Oh, that's interesting. This panel, there's no 
flash emblem on his chest. No, there's not. That's quite funny. I wonder if it fell off. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding the mirror up and it's glowing and the flash is thinking, and now, to concentrate hard, keep my mind on that other flash and at the same time operate this mirror. If it works, it should cause us to switch places. Here goes. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is not going to go as well as you think it is, matey. Top of page 18, the caption for the first panel says, Thus, it was that under the influence of the body-switching mirror, the flash of our world did disappear. This is a really, really good panel. It almost looks as though the flash is being split in two, but it's really, I suppose, the two flashes being pulled in opposite directions as they swap. Leaning forward, we see the evil flash who's just operated the mirror, and he's thinking, it's working. And then behind him, looking almost death-like, our Barry, our flash, is being pulled backwards, and he's thinking, a force, seizing me. The caption then for the next panel. And a moment later seemed to reappear. Only it was the criminal Flash who appeared in his place. We see the Flash kneeling and as Mirror Master fires the beam at him and he's thinking, Ah, something's happened to my super speed. I've lost it. And the delighted Captain Cold is saying in dialogue that doesn't really quite jar with what he said a couple of pages beforehand, Adam boys, this is the moment we've waited years for. So the Flash is obviously starting to regain his senses as he's thinking, These are the six supervillains this world's Mirror Master told me about. I've got to identify myself to them, make them understand my crook like they are. And he starts to say, Hold it, you guys, listen, ah! Oh! But the top has struck first, throwing a top which has spun a line all around the Flash, coiling around him. And as he throws this, the top says, Top of the morning to you, Flash. How'd you like to go for a little spin in this fine morning? <laughs> Trust the top to be tops and gags as well as action. And the top is pulling on the line and the flash is spinning round and round. That's tremendous. Captain Cold says in the next panel, Hugh, look at him go. And the top, as he unhooks the cord, says, I've put a special twist on Flash Gang. He'll spin around, allowing each of you to take a crack at him as he whirls past you. This is amazing. This next page is phenomenal. This is definitely going on the socials. There's a caption for this full page splash and it says, Unaware that they are attacking a fellow outlaw and not the real Flash at all, the supervillains throw themselves wholeheartedly and with gusto into the mass onslaught on their helpless victim. <laughs> Amazing. So we see the Flash being struck in turn by each of the rogues, and as he spins past them all and suffers under the coal gun, the heat gun, and under a boomerang, and under some notes and a blast from the Mirror Master, each of the rogues comments in turn. So Captain Cold says, Feeling a bit chilly, Flash. My cold gun will make you feel like you've been plunged into a deep freeze. And Heatwave says... Trust Heatwave to make it hot for the Scarlet Speedster. Red hot. Ha <laughs> ha. And Captain Boomerang says as he throws his boomerang... And that's from Captain Boomerang. You throw him into jail many times, Flash, but like my boomerangs, I always come back. <laughs> Pied Piper is the next one. The Flash does look very unhappy. Maybe it's a very discordant tune. The Piper is saying, Being frozen and baked at the same time, you don't feel like dancing, eh, Flash? But the Pied Piper is making you dance anyway. And in conclusion, Mirror Master zaps the Flash with one of his devices and says, I'm throwing a few mirror bolts at you, Flash, just to get into the act. Outstanding. We're now at the top of page 20. The caption for the first panel says, while the Flash of the Mirror World is surely wishing he'd stayed in his safe and cosy jail cell, let us take a look at that cell. Yep, we see our Flash looking very comfy, reclining. Actually, it's, it's interesting comparing the body language mm -hmm. to the way the other Flash was sat down. You know, the other yeah. Flash was sat very rigid, looking very unhappy and uncomfortable and, and bored, but 
Our Barry has his legs crossed, he's resting his head on one hand as he leans back on the, the bunk, he looks very comfortable, yep. and he's reading the note that the other Flash left him, and Flash is thinking, According to this note, a counterpart of me on this world switched places with me. That explains how I came to be in this prison. Seems this other Flash is a super fast thief, and he hates me even more than my other foes. The six supervillains hate me. That's why he switched me here to this cell. He says it is a special radiation type cell, and that I will never get out. That I will rot here in his place. So in the next panel, Flash got to his feet and he's speeding and he's thinking, We'll see about that. Radiation cell or not, I'll use my super speed to charge through it. And when I get out, I'll track down that Flash crook if it's the last thing I do. The caption then for the next panel says, But despite Herculean efforts by the monarch of motion... With a thud, Flash collides with the wall of the cell and he's thinking, I, I can't get through. Unable to pierce that radiation, but there must be a way out of here. I can't end my day serving out the life sentence of my criminal counterpart. Caption for the next panel. As the beset Wizard of Wiz forces his very brain to work at super speed. Nice moody close-up of the Flash here. Looks like he's wearing mascara. <laughs> very moody, Barry. He's thinking, make myself small? No, that won't work. Speak to the authorities here? They'd never believe me. Wait a second. I just realized when I was projected into here, I came through the cell's radiation. I wonder, and he's speeding again in the bottom panel of page 20, it's just possible that in coming here, my entrance weakened the radiation, even slightly, at the point of entry. I've got to hunt for it. Find the spot. Worth pointing out that point of entry is the name of a Six Doctor missing adventure from Big Finish that you should probably check out. Anyway, so, top of page 21. I'm slipping into my other podcast there. The caption for the first panel says, As a search at ultra velocity is swiftly rewarded... We can see that Barry's vibrating here, starting to move through the wall, and he's thinking, This is it, where I came through. The radiation has been weakened. My entrance altered the molecular structure at this point. I'm vibrating my hand right through the wall. Caption for the next panel. And a fraction of a moment later... And we can see that the flash has successfully vibrated through the wall of the prison cell, and he's outside, and there's what looks like two trails of flame or energy running across the pavement in front of him, almost a little bit like the residual effect of the DeLorean travelling back to the future. Flash is thinking, I'm out! Now, how to find a way to get back home? At the other speed I'm travelling, I can see two energy trails coming toward me, toward the prison. So he spotted them. He starts to follow them in the next panel. Those must be the faint disturbances still lingering in space caused by my arrival here, and by the criminal Flash's departure. By following those trails... At my topmost velocity, I should be able to retrace my path and return to Earth. The next panel, the Flash is even more of a blur. And he's thinking, got to pour it on. Really travel. Everything's disappeared except those trails. Am I on the right track? And then a caption that says, almost simultaneously. And the Flash seems to slow right up as he comes back into view. And he can see Captain Cold and Mirror Master at the foot of some stairs. And the Flash is thinking, I'm back. I've returned to the exact place I left, City Hall Plaza, and there are my foes. Awesome. Next panel, he's speeding towards them, and he's thinking, all six of them, threatening the criminal Flash who lies helpless before them. Sure enough, we can see the criminal Flash lying flat out on the ground, Mirror Master, Captain Cold, Heatwave, and the others all around him. Mirror Master is saying, We've had our fun with Flash, now to finish him off. All together, boys, use your weapons. Blast him to smithereens. We then arrive at the top of page 22 and a massive panel 
gorgeous bit of work here. There's almost the, the inverse of the full page panel we had a few pages ago. The caption for this panel says, But before the unsuspecting supervillain Sextet can carry out the would-be assassination, a force as of a thousand whirlwinds strikes them with overwhelming fury and shattering effect. Basically, Flash knocks them all over, speeding past them all. They all exclaim, Ugh, and ooh, and gurk, and oof. Flash speeds right through the middle of them, thinking, Travelling so fast, I'm creating a supersonic boom as I go. It's knocking out my enemies as if they were hit by battering rams. Look at the Flash's face there. Mm -hmm. Very satanic looking. <laughs> yep. Very scary. Just a pointed blur. Yeah, I don't like that at all. So, we arrive at the bottom of page 22, and the caption for panel 2 of this page says, Moments later, in a nearby police station... Yep, we see Captain Boomerang on the ground, and Heatwave on the ground, and Captain Cold on the ground, and Pie Piper's feet, and the Flash is speeding in with Mirror Master over his shoulder, and he's saying, Here's the last of them, Sergeant! And the policeman on duty says, We'll put each of these criminals in a maximum security cell. They won't find it so easy to escape again. Awesome. And then the caption for the next panel says, and shortly afterward, on the mirror world... And we see the Flash speeding out of another building. And he's thinking, I've put the criminal Flash back where he belongs. In his own jail. I've risked him before leaving him. He no longer has the body-switching mirror. So I doubt if he'll be getting out to give anyone trouble for a long, long time. Now, to get home and keep my 11 o'clock deadline. Wow, all that's taken place in the space of half an hour. Phenomenal. Flash gets a lot done. He pure does. Mm -hmm. Very effective time management. You could teach a few people I know a lesson. Anyway, we arrive at the top of page 23. Little three-panel sequence here. And the caption for the first panel says, And shortly, back on Earth in the home of the Barry Allens, after Barry has made the long-awaited announcement. Yes, oh gosh, Barry must have told Iris he's the Flash. I wish we could have actually seen it happen. <laughs> Iris is putting an earring in. She looks beautiful here, it must be said. And she's saying, And now I have a surprise for you, Barry darling. I've known all along that you were the Flash from the very first day of our marriage. What? But but how? Caption for the next panel. As certain facts emerge. Yeah, it's a shame we're, this is only a half page. It would have been nice to get the full conversation. Iris is saying. Yes, you talk in your sleep. You revealed the truth to me scores of times during the past year. But I thought it best not to mention it, since you seemed so intent on keeping it a secret. So I pretended not to know. And Barry thinks, Odd. In a way, then, I kept my vow. Our wedding day was indeed Flash Revealing Day. Final panel. You can see the champagne in the nice little ice bucket stand. They're having a nice romantic dinner. It's a lovely little image, actually. Iris is saying, And no need to worry, dear. Your secret is safe with me. I'm sure it is, Iris. I have the best confidant a man could ask for. And the best wife, too. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And they chink their glasses together. And a little caption box says, the, the end. end. Oh, There we are. Do you know what? The first thing I must talk about here, mm -hmm. Iris saying, I've known all along that you were the Flash from the very first day of our marriage. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that they didn't, Barry didn't sleep over before they got married? <laughs> no, no. No, no. No, what? No. I'm keeping it clean. There's an implication here that maybe that didn't happen. That's really quite nice. Of course it is. Yes. <laughs> it was a dumb thing then. Of course. So, there we go. Well, Flash 174, it's been a long time since we've had a, a visit to another world and counterparts, it seems. 
Mm-hmm. Does it count as a parallel universe? I would say it does. They, they don't really use the the universe of parallel, but you know, mm-hmm. mirror world. It's it's interesting. It's obviously a different type of mm-hmm. flipped reverse dimension. I suppose maybe in some ways yeah. similar to to Earth three. Interesting. Yeah. Scudder does say though that uh, he has been to a mirror dimension before, a mirror universe before. And we didn't cover that story because it doesn't really have any counterparts or anything. Instead, it's populated by kind of Amazonian-type women who walk about in ball gowns. Oh, right. It's very peculiar. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> and basically can't commit any crimes because they're telepathic as well. And anything he thinks of that he wants to do, they give him. <laughs> he can't steal anything. They just automatically give it to him. Right. Uh, That's so, amazing. So he gets quite bored very quickly. So, yeah, he has had experience of that before, but we didn't cover that story right. because it's not really a parallel universe as such. We knew this one was coming right. up anyway. So. Yeah. so, yes, that was so much fun. I love the rogues getting together, and this is still in the early days of the rogues all teaming up. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often en masse like that. Occasionally you get a few pairings and things. Uh-huh. It's only really when Carrie Bates comes on as writer that it happens more often. Yeah. And... That's amazing. I have a gallery of Flash Rogues gallery covers prepared. Mm, Had them prepared for months <laughs> for this co- this issue. I started my prep for this issue last year. Would you believe, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of bonus material arranged for this one. It's a great conceit, isn't it? I mean, mm. I suppose in some ways it's maybe similar to the Sinister Six from the Spider-Man comics. Yeah, but you know, I just love the idea of the of the the Barrys all teaming up, and it beca- it's become a real. I don't like using the word trope, but it's not a trope. It's become a, a real cornerstone of of the Flash comics over the years, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. If you say the Rogues, mm-hmm. people tend to know what you mean. You don't even have to qualify it as the Flash Rogues, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. True. Because it's mm-hmm. not really that often. I suppose that Batman's enemies have all teamed up, or indeed Superman's, or any of the other bad guys. It's it's yeah. become that thing that happens. The Flash Barrys team up. They got a mini series during Final Crisis, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. because it became such an established idea. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that we got to do a story with at least one story so far with, with that happening. Yep, it's great. I also liked how they met at Leech the Tailors. Previously, it had been Paul Gamby's tailor shop right. uh, that they went to, but Paul Gamby ended up going to prison. So, Leech, I think he was actually his assistant. <laughs> so, they end up back at the tailors because, you know, that's the first thing that rogues do when they get out is they have to be dressed <laughs> in their costumes as soon as possible. It is of course they do. Because yeah. the rogues are all. They're all quite similar in a way because basically they're all absolute experts in their field. They've all got it in for the flash. They're all really quite greedy and selfish, but they've got each other's backs to a certain extent, but also they can't stand each mm. other. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird, bonkers kind of group relationship, but I love it. It's just so good. Yeah, me too. It's it's terrific. And as I say, I had great fun putting the, the bonus material for it. was one that I couldn't wait to get started on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please, listeners, as usual, we'll, we'll, say it, we'll remind you this at the end of the episode, but mm-hmm. check out Facebook and Instagram for a few more details on the rogues. It's also quite good that we got to do a, a Mirror Master story. Mm-hmm. He's probably both our favourite of the Flash Rogues and yeah, isn't he? Yeah, definitely my favourite Flash Rogue, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's nice to have him mm-hmm. take centre stage. I don't think he's really done that before no, in any true. of the ones that we've done. So that was that was good as well. And the Mirror Master as hero idea is something that is revisited a couple of times, I think, in the, right. in the Bronze Age. At least once. I think it does come back a couple of times. Uh, cool. But yeah, that's a lot of fun. A lot of fun to be having that concept. Mm-hmm. And also, again, that's something really funny because the people of Central City are just so picky. They, they can turn on the Flash instantly. No matter how many times he's saved the city, no matter how many lives he's saved, no matter what good he's done, no matter how many Man of the Year awards he's won, if they think he's done something bad, <laughs> then they instantly turn their back on him yes. and champion the first rogue to say, I'll take him down. It's yeah. No matter how many times they've robbed him. It's, it's insane. I love it. 
Aye, there was a riff on that. I'm, I'm sure in one of the Flash stories we've already done, wasn't there? Was mm-hmm. that one of the ones when Flash was quitting that episode? That rings a mm-hmm. bell. When you know, and yeah, and then uh-huh. it all gets turned back to normal, and <laughs> uh-huh. with no, with no sort of um recriminations at the end of it. Of course, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. It's quite fortunate that in this mirrored universe, they didn't unmask the Flash when they put him in jail. That's really yes. <laughs> <laughs> Quite fortunate for Barry, really, you know. Yeah, that's very lucky. It wouldn't just be Iris finding out the secret identity that day. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's an excellent point. I absolutely. Mm-hmm. We should probably talk about the the major development in um Barry and Iris's relationship. I liked a little callback yeah. to the mm. conversation with Jane Joan from last week's episode. Yes, that was a lot of fun. That was very nice. Yeah, that was good, and of course. Barry did keep his promise to Jane Joan as he kept his promise to himself to actually reveal his identity on their wedding day. No, bless him. Uh, which she then chickened out of. Oh, Barry. <laughs> I think Iris knew beforehand. I honestly do. I think she's seen that to him just to you know, yeah. make him yeah, feel because, better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would agree with that because you know she. everyone knows that she loves him so she's not going to mm-hmm. want to do anything that's going to upset him or you know yeah hurt his feelings or maybe put him on edge no and let's be honest iris isn't daft yes she's probably the most capable female sort of sidekick tag on character i think and mm-hmm. out of them all mm-hmm. certainly the most likable and i think you know i think she, you know she definitely knew i love, I love the idea that he, he talks in his sleep and that she just <laughs> takes it she, she doesn't get annoyed about it she's like oh well, here he goes again you know <laughs> Bless her. She doesn't get annoyed at him. She doesn't. She doesn't make it an issue. At least he doesn't snore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which? Which? Wonder what's worse. Hmm. We should have a poll on Twitter. Snoring is worse. I have been told. I remember when I was younger, my sister snoring, and both my parents snoring. I didn't snore actually. I didn't snore because I stayed up all night once to check. But um, I remember lying, lying one night, hearing Alison snoring, and getting up to go to the loo. Uh, and hearing both my parents snoring and being like, oh my God, would you all just shut up? <laughs> it's horrendous. You should have shouted that. The cavernous hooters that we've got in our family, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if I don't snore. <laughs> Listeners, do I snore? If anyone has experience of that, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, something we haven't spoken about is the main development that happens in the entire history of The Flash in this very issue, and that is it's the final issue of Carmen Infantino's artwork for The Silver Age. Wow. He does come back and finish off yes. late on in the Bronze Age, just before the 300s. Yeah, he comes back uh-huh. and he does the last 50-odd issues. But this is it. Every single Flash story we've covered has been drawn by Carmen Infantino. This is huge. Yep. Uh, Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito take over uh, shortly afterwards. Uh-huh. And uh, mm-hmm. I'd really enjoyed their work. But, of course, it's Carmine's who created, co-created the characters. Yeah. The look and everything. Yeah. And he has a massive hand in developing the characters, so... Absolutely. If you, yeah, if you, if you pardon yeah. the pun, given his little captions. I mean, that's mm-hmm. huge because, you know, Barry popped up in 1955 and Carmine's drawn him, you know, this whole time. This is huge. It's mm-hmm. not only is, you know, is there this development and Barry and Iris's relationship, but at the same time, one of his architects is leaving. I mean, I love mm-hmm. Silver Age Carmine. I can't tell yeah. you. I mean, yeah. the early Flash stories, are they're just so sleek and... You know, we've we've you know we've both read Darwin Cook's New Frontier, and he utterly yes. taps into that whole uh-huh. ethos and sensibility that yeah. Carmine's early Flash stories are built on and evoke. And you know, I love his Adam Strange stuff from this period too. Yep. It's early Carmine. It's got. I mean, I've said I've probably said in the podcast already, and, and Pete and I have kind of like you know hmm, disagreed about it. But I'm, I'm not the fan of the looser style he developed. Still a good storyteller, obviously, but you know, I prefer his his sleeker earlier stuff. I can't lie. You can see some of the Lister style coming in over the last few issues of his that we've done. Yeah, we've talked about that a bit, yeah. You can definitely see, you know, his art style evolve, which is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it's almost been in real time before our eyes, because mm-hmm. you know, this accelerated only reading highlights of the stories Yeah, as we've gone through it, it's probably made that more sharper, but I mean, sure. it was interesting, I think we talked about it last week when we did issue 173, there was almost a kind of, that felt very much on the cusp, mm-hmm. Because you still had you had the looser facial features and a few characters, but you still had the designed and sleek and impressive buildings and stuff going on. So yeah, it's a shame we didn't get a few more shots of Central City in the background in this episode. You know, the story yeah. given that it was his last one you know, that would have been nice. But there were know, a couple. There was a couple of nice ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting that skywriting is obviously very big in this era, <laughs> <laughs> both for Mirrormaster and for Captain Cloud. <laughs> yes, I wonder. Should we think about doing that to try and publicise the podcast? Should we do that every Thursday? Should we get some sky rating done over Glasgow? Or... Let's do that. <laughs> what city should we do some sky rating over? <laughs> listeners, listeners, please get in touch. Yeah, and... we could have a competition. Uh-huh. And if listeners get in touch and tell us what city they live in, we, we can maybe arrange to get some sky rating done over where they live. Give them a yeah. shout out and plug the podcast at the same time. <laughs> That's an amazing idea. Why have we not thought of that sooner? No, but you're right. I love the fact that Captain Cold's gun was able to just spew out perfectly formed letters that just hung in the air and didn't automatically just go flying down to the pavement <laughs> <laughs> and cause a, causing a slipping incident. <laughs> and Mirror Master's highly polished mirror yeah, could burn into the clouds as well. Yeah, and that's another aspect of it. You know, we're seeing how good it is to see the rogues. It was nice that they all got a little chance to demonstrate each of their particular powers, mm-hmm. but it would have been nice maybe to have a little bit more I mean, it's it's for the first time in a long time, it's a story that I've kind of felt it would have been nice to have a couple more pages here just because I was enjoying yeah. that so much. Mm-hmm. It's very Star trek in a way, isn't it? Mirror universe where everything's reversed and, you know, yeah. the goodies are baddies and vice versa. But writing isn't reversed because obviously the sky writing worked and the Mirror Master's autograph was around the right way as well. Of course, unlike that Tommy Tomorrow story that we did recently as well. Yes. Yeah, so, so another bit of backwards reverse mm-hmm. mirror action. There's a lot of it about listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm. You'd almost think we planned it. Speaking of mirrors, why, why, why would you <laughs> ever let Mirror Master have a mirror in his cell? Why? Why? I know. What are they thinking? That's just asking for trouble. It's insane. That would be like giving Heatwave a box of matches or something. Yes. Admittedly, later on they do seem to learn from that mistake because uh-huh. in a future issue, one of which I absolutely love, Mirror Master does the teleportation out of the cell again, except right. he does it by using the reflections in his polished shoes, his shoes that he's polished using his own earwax. <laughs> it's phenomenal. I love the mental wackiness of Mirror Master. I think that in the future, when we've completed Crisis and in Infinite Arts and we've completed... The Adventures of the H Dial. We should do a dedicated Mirror Master podcast and do every single Mirror Master I'd be story. That, yeah, reflections on a Mirror Master. <laughs> yes, that, that's what we'll call it. Um, <laughs> and I can already imagine the the image of you and I being reflected. That we'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to Photoshop up somehow Indeed. to use for it. I've also prepared a, a Mirror Master cover gallery, listeners, for this episode. So make sure you check that out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I'll probably stick a couple on Twitter as well. I've done my best to cover the range of his career, so see what you think. There's a few a few classics in there. I'll say no more at this time because I don't want to spoil the surprise. Good. But no, you're right. It's such a it's an insane thing. I mean, yeah, we, it sounds like a very modern British 21st century way of dealing with things. Right, we don't want to upset Mirror Master's feelings, so we're going to give him a small mirror to play with so he doesn't get too happy while he's in prison for being a murderous criminal. <laughs> he's not murderous. He's not murderous. He's a criminal. He only, only ever tries to kill the Flash. Yeah, but, well, that's, that's they new. They all know that. <laughs> the rogues aren't about the killing. Not in this stage. 
changes kind of like in the warrants. Oh, yes. But, yes, you know. yes. The less said about that, the better. Yes. Hmm. Gosh. I don't really have anything else to say at this moment. Shall we move on to the letters page from Flash 177? That's an excellent idea. Right then, so the first letter from issue 177 says, Dear Editor, Before I begin, I would like to explain that I am a Comic Mag fan and not just a reader. I buy comics from many different companies and I'm very careful about what I buy. I rarely buy a comic for just artwork and never buy one for just a story, but rather a combination of both story and art. I find that the comics of DC under your editorship hit this happy combination more often than most others. Well, that's nice. A good example of this is the latest issue of The Flash, 174. The cover art was the selling point. It affected me much as the blockbuster logo of Batman did a few months back. Oh yes, I remember that cover. Yep. As the story, stupendous triumph of the six supervillains goes, there were good and bad points. The lineup of villains was, I feel, a bad combination. Not the villains themselves, but their uniforms. The colours were drab. Dead. What? All right. However, I know, what's he talking about? However, on second thought, the drabness of the villains could have been on purpose, so the bright red uniform of you-know-who might stand out more. Has he, is this the first time he's read a story with these characters? Good grief. The story was great, with quite a few new twists, and I found it quite enjoyable, except for the last three panels. I'm not sure I like the idea of Iris knowing all along that Barry was, or is, the Flash. I was expecting something more spectacular. And that's from Jack Harris, Wilmington, Dell, which presumably is Delaware. No doubt I'll get a message from Steve Higgins in a couple of weeks telling me what that actually is. Um, Jack Harris, that rings a bell. Yes, I think that might well be Jack C. Harris, the future Bronze Age writer for DC. Interesting. May possibly be. We'll have to keep an eye and see if he pops up again. Mm -hmm. The response to Jack's letter then is... At least you were generous enough to admit that The Flash is Barry Allen Revelation was spectacular. Even if it failed to fulfil your adverbial war <laughs> expectation, says the editor. That's brilliant. Not taking any nonsense. <laughs> cool. And the second letter says, Dear editor, I was greatly pleased with Flash 174. That cover was really something, and the story was well handled too. The thing that I was most impressed by, though, was Iris. What a gal. Barry certainly did all right in picking a wife. Though she knew from the first he was the Flash, she never let on. Now there's a trusting wife. She understood that Barry must have had his reasons for keeping his alter ego a secret. And calm, knowing that her husband's <laughs> life was constantly in danger, but nary a word. Yeah. I certainly hope that when I tie the knot, I'll make as good a choice as Mr. Allen. And that's from Paul E. Nussbaum from Upland, Indiana. Excellent. No, that's that's true. Mm -hmm. Iris, you know, that's more praise for her. I mean, God, she'd be, she must be worried sick a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Iris, yeah. The editorial response then to that letter is... We are confident that Mrs. Nussbaum, whoever she may be, will be fit to be not tied. Editor. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Well, the next letter then. Dear Editor, after two poor issues of The Flash, uh-oh, you have at last come up with a real winner. 173 was great. What are you talking about? <laughs> Flash 174 met all requirements needed for a great story. The cover was, in a word, outstanding. I have always liked symbolic covers, and this was, without a doubt, the finest cover of this type I have ever seen. Of all the magazines on the newsstand, my attention was drawn to this issue first. Of course, no story is without fault, and Triumph of the Six Supervillains is no exception. I am pleased to report, though, that the worst part of the story was the first sentence of the title page caption. Stuff like, 
Fans, we bring you another ding-dong dilly of a tale, a veritable wowser, has no place in any comic magazine. And if I ever again see such a sentence in Flash, I will personally use the issue to housebreak a dog. Well, that's harsh, yeah. I suppose the thing that really made the story for me was the fact that the six villains actually did beat Flash, even if it was in the person of the Scarlet Speedster's mirror world alter ego. This probably doesn't prove anything, but every now and again, I like to see the hero get defeated. And that's from... Jeff Pierce, Stanford, California. Is that the same Jeff Pierce who we met recently? Yes, that's the same Jeff Pierce who had a letter uh, slugging off Flash 173. So Jeff Pierce, Black Lightning, Jeff Pierce from Stanford, California. <laughs> yes. Yep, amazing. I mean, that's that's something we didn't really talk about. The, I bet the rogues felt amazing mm-hmm. when they, they thought they'd stopped the Flash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when they were just sort of like standing gloating and then the real Flash just appeared out of nobody and knocked him all over. Yep. Oh, that must have been the stinker. And the next letter says, Dear Editor, the November cover of The Flash was a big disappointment. Oh, goodness me. Mainly because of the lack of background in the big block Flash letters for the cover title. Personally, I feel the regular cover title with plain letters and speed lines is much better. As for the inside art, well, you could have done better. Nor can I say anything good about the story either. Oh dear. You would think that with six supervillains teamed up in one comic mag, that the story plot would be magnificent. I thought that the Mirror Master hogged almost all of the action, and the other five villains seemed to go along for the ride. That's from Phil Sindlinger from Fresno, California. Editorial response to that one is, and so much for this issue's pan mail, from Sindlinger the Mudslinger. (laughs) That's an interesting point actually, because as we've said in the past, Mirror Master is kind of like the chief rogue, the head of the rogues, more like the leader figure in the Silver mm-hmm. and Bronze Ages. But obviously, spoilers, he dies and tries to sniff an air. <laughs> yes, look, look out for that one far in the future, listeners. Yeah. You might even have forgotten we've told you that by the time we get there, of course, <laughs> as you know. So, someone else who appears in this story also dies in Christ and Infinite Earth, so yes, you might have known that too. No, I mean, it's a, that's a, it's a fair point, isn't it? Saying that yeah. they could have all been given a bit more to do, but you know, mm-hmm. If it were, it's it is a mirror world. Yeah. Mirror Master did make the whole story possible, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not entirely agreeing with him. No. Modern audiences obviously are more used to Captain Cold being in charge and calling all the shots. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But no, in the Silver and Bronze Ages it was Mirror Master, so there you go. Yep. <laughs> yep. So the next letter, and this is from Peter Sanderson Jr. from Milton, Massachusetts, and he says Dear editor, question. You realise, of course, that to join the RSVP, the Ratfink supervillainous paranoics, you must have references. We can't take in just anybody. Answer. I realise that, friend. The Flash referred to me on page 15 of issue 174 of his magazine. Most everyone thought it was a misprint. Question. What do you call yourself? Answer. Men call me Captain Cloud, soon to be Master of Earth. Tremble when you address me, fool. Grovel before me. Question. That's a good sign, Captain. You're already talking corny. What is your power? Answer. I have two. My cloud gun not only created those clouds for Captain Gold, it clouded the minds of Editor Schwartz's staff, so they let that misprint go by. Question. Weather control and clouding the minds of men, eh? You're not very original, Mac. Ever hear of Weather Wizard in the shadow? You're out! Answer. You can't do this to me. Not me. I can't be beaten again. But I'll have my revenge on all of you. You hear? All! While we await the return of Captain Cloud and her imminent deaths, I might as well compliment you on Flash 174, an issue well done. 
You brought back my favourite think of Flashes, the Mirror Master. He's our favourite too. But Peter, don't worry, he's, he's called Peter as well. Everyone who likes Mirror Master is called Peter. <laughs> or David. And it's five pals from issue 155, along with a superb cover. Mirror Master stole the show because you gave him comic dialogue in places and comic situations again. You balanced it with serious things he did so well that he was properly menacing. The other villains put on a good show too. So that was an excellent letter, wasn't it? Yeah, I wonder if that's the same Peter Sanderson who became a comic writer later on. He, he did a lot of work for Marvel, uh, mostly in, right. the, in the 80s. Interesting. Uh, I, I could be wrong. I have no idea if it's the same person, but uh, yeah. It's also, mm. I think this might be the first mention of the character of the Shadow in a DC comic, and it's in a letters page. Ah, who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting, because obviously he was published by DC in the 70s. Yeah, around about this time, I think Archie Comics have got the... Aye, they had a, a sort of superhero version, yeah. If it was a... Oh, should, we, should we do a Shadow episode, given that DC do publish them? Mm, at one point, that's a thought. Mm, mm. Listeners, if you've ever wondered what I look like, look at the cover of issue one of the DC Comics version of The Shadow, if you want to imagine what I look like with a red COVID mask and a big hat on, because that'll give you a very, a very strong idea. So, Pete's going to read us the final letter. Yes, dear editor, in issue 174, page 6, you goofed. At the bottom of the page are the words yellow ring. Mm. Obviously, these are colouring instructions. E editor Julius Schwartz, what a funny last name, <laughs> forgot to edit out these instructions. And that's from George Schwartz from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Excellent. And the response to George's note says, George, you've blackened the Schwartz name. A reprimand that insiders will appreciate. Well, I don't get it. Nope. Mm, okay, An enough. answers in a postcard, ladies and gentlemen. Well then, that was the contemporary response to issue 174. Yes, that's what the readers at the time thought, but what did you think of it? Uh, please get in touch. You can email us at theearth2podcast at gmail.com. And as David was saying, there's plenty of bonus material coming your way this week. So yes, make sure you follow us on social media and you'll get a chance to see all of that on Facebook and Instagram, we're at the Earth 2 Podcast and on Twitter, we're at podcast underscore Earth 2. And of course, if you want to check out any of our previous episodes, they're all available on our website. That's theearth2podcast.com and it's the number two for all of our social media. Yep, I really enjoyed that. I can't lie, I did. It was a cracking story and I'm happy to say The Flash will be back very, very soon indeed. As will we in one week's time, so make sure you tune in then. But until then, I've been Peter. And I've been David. And we'll see you next time on... The, the Earth, Earth 2 Podcast. Podcast. Transmatter Cube activated. Return coordinates set for Earth Prime. It's worth pointing out probably at this point before we go any further that this cover was homaged on the front of an issue of the, the BBC's... The BBC's? <laughs> For crying out loud, sorry, sorry, grief, other public funded broadcasters are available.